0: Alrighty, gaming compute, what is up? I am awake. <laughs> I am not supposed to be up right now, but I'm up anyways, and I didn't get to record this yesterday because I was trying to focus on Job application related stuff. And so I actually didn't post what I wanted to post. I actually didn't record it either. And I figure since I'm up, I've already been up over an hour. So let me just get something done. I mean, I don't really mind. Uh, my schedule is pretty flexible. so um, Let's see. Where did we leave off? So with this affiliate project... Um just to recap the first step was seeding accounts and so the initial steps are really what's called account optimization and what happens is you know we're first trying to post affiliate links or any anything for that matter um it doesn't really work out in the favor of the algorithms to really just open an account same day start posting now I can't really say for sure that that isn't an option uh, that it doesn't work because it might depend really on what you're trying to do but just Typically, when you first open an account for platforms such as YouTube or TikTok um, or um, Instagram, you're basically going to have some issues with the algorithm um, pushing your content, giving you traffic, because you know there hasn't really been any established data to work with necessarily like if you think of it these platforms in a way kind of remember like the way I try to think of it is almost as if mm, it's almost like a niche for example now not completely because you can have a youtube channel for example and just post like god only knows what like you know you can just post random stuff every every day twice a week like whatever um and if it's trending content and it's stuff people want to see um you could potentially still get traffic so based on things like thumbnails and you know, descriptions you write and titles and things like that. Like, if you kind of know what's trending, um, you can kind of still get traffic, even if, like, say, for example, if I had a new YouTube channel and I just opened up a new YouTube channel, went into, you know, the studio and was just like, today I'm going to post you know a review about used shamisen instruments like this japanese style kind of lute type of like stringed instrument like i'm going to post a video about the ones i find around my town in you know used music shops like they're not easy instruments to find um so and content about shamisens is or are Is it Sanchin? I always forget if it's called Sanshin or Shansin. But anyways, I'm just looking around my room at stuff. And I'm like, if I wanted to make random reviews about stuff, for example. Like, maybe the niche could be reviews, technically. But if I wanted to go to used instrument shops and post reviews about, you know, the shamisens that I find during that day which probably wouldn't be that many I mean I live in an area with a high uh, Japanese and Japanese American population and even in the area that I live I doubt that I would find like that many um, if any at all like it's still like kind of a rare instrument even though it is like you can find it but you know I probably couldn't base like um a channel off of Used Shamisen reviews to be able to post every single day, like I probably couldn't find as many of them as as compared to like if I went to like pawn shops looking for guitars like you almost always will find guitars in pawn shops, right they're like a much more common instrument at least where I live um and say if I made one video about that, and then the next day I made a video about how to cook chili in the oven and then the next day I make a video about how to use a tape recorder like the old school like cassette tape recorders and then the next day I make a video about how to you know about you know my first time experiencing um, changing my guitar strings on my Ibanez RG series guitar you know like, just random stuff. Like, say if I, like, you know, made a channel and that's how I started it. Like, it might get people interested, but if I posted content like that every day that was just, like, who the heck knows what I'm going to post, it might actually become interesting. But, I mean, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't bank on it. Like, it doesn't really always work like that, but sometimes... You know, people just gravitate to something that's fun and interesting. And that would definitely be a unique channel. Just to have a channel where you're just randomly posting about, like, any old thing. Like, that might actually capture some kind of audience. But you could see how it would be a little hard to really, like, test what content is going good. Like, maybe the Shamisen review content does good because it's so rare and you have like no competition and then the one about guitars might be interesting just because somebody initially clicked on the shamisen ones and then like guitars and Shamisen are both instruments and so like maybe you know your channel would start um creating like some kind of interest for people that are musicians or whatever but you know if you didn't really have like a particular niche you could kind of see how it would be like okay people come here for this but now you're posting about food and now you're posting about cars and now you're posting about you know how to garden, and maybe if it's just like a how-to channel with like a bunch of how-to stuff, but if it's like a combination of reviews and tutorials and just a combination of things that's just like vlog day in the life kind of thing, um, it's kind of hard to really tell if something like that would really do well, because that's not really how um, these platforms are set up, like. The algorithms aren't really necessarily set up that way, but you could technically still make it work. But I would just say for strategy's sake, usually it's going to be hard to create content in a way that, you know, nobody knows like what you're doing. Like you're just pulling people who just randomly happen to search for something and you're ranking for those topics. Uh, maybe you find, like, really rare topics that nobody has answers to and you just, like, start finding answers to stuff or something. Like, like technically you could make something random work, but it's not... I-, I don't know. Like, I think it wouldn't be easy to sustain. Like, could you replicate that and make, like, six more channels with the same you know, idea, um, or just, like, randomness, like, I really don't know, like, it really might depend on what you would choose, right, and so that's just, like, a very extreme example of, you know, how account optimization can kind of work, um, like, if you use an extreme example of having, like, no niche, and you're just, like, throwing ideas out there, I mean that could technically work when you're trying to find a niche. In all honesty, like I've done that before, just like throw topics out there and see which ones do the best. And it takes a while, but like seeing like who gravitates towards this or that. Like I think the U- the first YouTube channel I ever made. You know I'm just a nerdy person, so a lot of my hobbies are kind of techie, nerdy hobbies. And I would be doing stuff where, you know, eventually I got into, like, basics of, like, breadboards, electronics, you know, laptop, gaming laptop, motherboard repairs, um, you know, some types of music software tutorials and things like that. Like, I kind of gravitated towards that kind of stuff. And my random YouTube channel where I just used to post, like, God only knows, like, I would get like a new candy or something and eat like Hershey's Kisses with my sister or like she'd have like a laptop and I'd show like what her laptop looked like or something like we would just post stuff and um, you know it wasn't like anything in particular but I started noticing like oh these little techie ones you know if I have like an error message for example and show people how to like fix that error on their computer or like a certain laptop that's popular with the motherboard that has a specific like problem with the with the gpu like overheating and needing to like reseat it and like you know like something like that like people would kind of gravitate towards those videos because it was like a little bit of techie stuff here and there but none of it was like specific to like only one thing all the time but I started noticing like okay like this is cool but like you know once I started grad school and everything I was like I don't have time to be like rebuilding stuff and all these kind of things so I kind of fell out of it but if I would have stayed with that content um, I could have built up any of those topics Um, you know those videos are still getting views now you know like from like ages ago um, like, over 10 years ago, like, they're, like, really old videos, um, and really old computers and stuff, like, but, I mean, it, it was fun, like, I was just having fun showing off different things that I learned, um, just because it was fun for me, and, um, you know, but I don't, you know, I don't think that, you know, you know best practices usually include just like posting random content but I would say the best way if somebody wants to do that you could potentially do that just to find like a niche just to find like you know a traffic source or like something that's like gonna drive traffic towards your site organically just because people want certain types of the content you're posting about but yeah if you just always randomly just post it all the time just random Um, maybe if you post it every single day, that might actually drive more traffic just because you're posting so consistently. Uh, so that's another thing to keep in mind, like not only the niche, not only, you know, the type of content that you're posting about, but also that it would need to be, um, you know, Uh, like a routine type of posting schedule usually helps too. Um, And so, all right. So for this project, the first step was seeding the accounts, which was going to take about, uh, was recommended was, I heard a few days and then I heard five to seven days. So I went on the, you know, um, conservative side of seven days of seeding accounts. So what I did was, Um, Well, today's Wednesday now, technically. But um, Tuesday of last week, so a week ago, a week and a day ago, I set up a TikTok account, a YouTube account, and an Instagram account. All under the same uh, username, for the most part. Um, And the first goal was to go on each of these accounts, what I did was I put the same logo on all three of them. Um, I'm not going to say the names of them, but let's just say it's called Project Account. Let's say I have a website called projectaccount.com, and then um, the Instagram is called... um, I'm writing it down so I can use that name and remember it. Projectaccount.com, right? That's my fake. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Sorry. I'm typing this so I can remember what I'm using as my fake account name. So, projectaccount.com is the website, the domain. Um, um, and, you know, I set up project account. IG and project account TikTok uh, as the usernames for those for the Instagram for the TikTok and then YouTube is just called project account um, and project account.com uh, maybe it's a landing page maybe it's a you know an email page maybe it's a blog um, you know some kind of page this kind of like um, not really, like, social media, if that makes sense, um, and then all these other pages, all these other platforms, uh, you know, project account YouTube, the project account YouTube, the project account Instagram, the project account TikTok, you know, those links can also be found on the project account website, right, um, And so the first goal is make the YouTube, make make the Instagram, make the TikTok. Um, According to the instructions I'm following, they mentioned nothing about creating a blog or nothing about creating a static website or nothing about creating like an an email capture type of page, um, like a landing page, like a basic landing page. They didn't mention any of that but in my head, I'm, like, this is stuff that I'm kind of familiar with, um, and so for my notes, I'm kind of, like, okay, like, um, you know, in the back of my head, I'm, like, blog, um, landing page, and just basic, like, website, uh, like, a static website, um, that's kind of, like, in the back of my mind, um, Now, I know from my past history of, you know, when I used to blog um, way back, you know, when I used to have way more time to learn about these things and just do them because that's what I did for fun. um, I didn't really have any, you know, I was still like, um, maybe like in school working and for fun I would just, you know, maybe on breaks or something like work on projects and things. And so I would do things like set up a blog, have a YouTube channel that I was already just putting videos on just at random, like I mentioned, and then gravitating more towards the techie stuff. And then um, throwing up, um, you know, similar blog posts to the videos on my YouTube that were doing the best. And basically just... On my YouTube channel in the description, I would put, you know, the link to the blog post and just a general link for the actual blog itself. And then on the blog site, I would have the video link there and like information in written form um, as well as, you know, the um, the, you know, YouTube link. And, you know, you know, let's let's just say it was blog and YouTube blogger is probably the blog I'm more familiar with. I've also used WordPress, but I don't know. I always gravitated towards blogger first. Blog spot blogger. I don't know really what the difference in the names are, in all honesty, but I don't know. I think Google owns that now too, I could be wrong, but back when I was using all these things, like, I don't think Google owned YouTube way back when I first started posting, I don't think they owned Blogger either, um, I don't know, I could be wrong about that, but I think I was using it before Google owned, like, everything, and so I don't know if that made it easier or worse and I also didn't follow up for like consecutive years like once I started grad school I kind of didn't you know I I took like quite a few years and once I was working in like my mental health uh work jobs you know I kind of didn't really um post like that um I kind of posted less and less and less but I really always loved it but I just you know, I was writing and in classes and in, and in, at work all the time and just, you know, working overtime and stuff like, you know, even though I really always wanted to keep doing it, I kind of just never kept doing it. I stopped, you know. Um, but that's what I remember early, early on is that I used to link things back and forth and I posted pretty consistently and... I remember when I would write blog posts, if I didn't have a video from YouTube to link to it, I would just randomly write blog posts when I felt like it sometimes too. And I would make, um, I would choose like maybe one photo. It wasn't always stock photos. Back then I didn't always choose stock photos. I chose like, you know how you can like save an image off of somebody else's website? So I would save an image off of somebody else's website And if I would create, like, a a hyperlink of, like... Like, basically, i build a link on the picture. And so if someone was on my blog and clicked on the picture, it would go to the website where that initially came from. And I found out that for some reason that worked for traffic as well. Like, there was one that... I can't remember what it was called, but it was, like, I used to write these kind of, like, esoteric topic, topics, you know, about, like, you know, like, the goodness of human nature, and, like, you know, volunteer work, and, you know, you know, community togetherness, and, like, communication skills, and things like that, like, the kind of stuff that I like, like, psychological type of stuff, but more, like, you know, social justice type things, but not really very political, just more so, like, wholesome, like, you know, community building kind of, you know, topics, you know, um, just at random, like, I had no schedule, I was just, like, I would just blog, because I'd like to blog, you know, it was something I enjoyed, you know, I didn't use SEO techniques much, I just wrote, I would just write, hardly edited anything, and just, posted like little essays about just the thoughts coming from my mind maybe put a couple links in there to different websites or things that I kind of had an interest in it wasn't very strategic at all but I posted very very often and not I don't know if it was every day but maybe sometimes every day or like a few times a week I posted very very often and I remember one picture uh, maybe more than one but one in particular that I have in mind Um, uh, it was something like helping hands and it was like some kind of type of like Latina community support, volunteer support site or something like, I don't know exactly what it was. Like, um, it was something like that, but basically I used their picture and I, you know, posted the link, you know, I would always post the link also, As a caption under the picture, I would post the whole link. So in case somebody didn't click the picture, they would know the picture came from this website. And for some reason, that drove a whole bunch of traffic to that post. Like that post, still today, gets like more traffic than almost any other post that I have ever made um, on that particular blog. Um... Then I think I was posting on that same blog. I was also posting like techie stuff, and so like I had like this weird blog that had like weird like techie videos that were popular for my YouTube channel, and then um, some video, some pictures, you know, that were driving traffic just organically. So the reason why I mentioned this stuff is I know I'm, it sounds definitely like I'm going a little bit off topic because I am but um you know these are like little weird strategies that have worked for me in the past um not even like on purpose it was just accidental things that i came across that worked right now i didn't know what this helping hands thing was i still don't know because i never really fully read the website or like maybe i did like over 10 15 years ago i don't really know i don't remember but all i do remember is i was like why are people flocking to my blog more than others you know more than like why are people flocking to this post now, the post that I wrote had nothing to do with their website it had it i think it had to do with like helping people or volunteer work or something in general like you know why it's important or like what my opinions are about it and like my experiences with it, and you know what I feel you know driven towards you know with volunteer work and how I feel about it for like like, it was all my opinions about things and experiences, and then, you know, it just happened to link back to something that had to do with, like, volunteer work. And so, that that can be one really key method of getting traffic, is really knowing, you know, about specific sites that are within a niche that you're trying to market You know, if you know of sites that have high traffic volume and you can kind of in a way almost capture their traffic in a way because you're using maybe uh, some content from their sites. Like I'm not saying steal people's stuff, but I'm just saying like sometimes if you just like know about something like I can imagine if I would have been trying to promote. You know this helping hands, Latina volunteer company or whatever it was. Um, it sounds like they got a lot of traffic, and let's say it was for I don't even know what it's for honestly, but let's just pretend it was for, you know, high school Latina ladies who wanted to, um, you know, uh, who who you know. Is a community for high school Latina ladies to get volunteer experience for, you know, for high school graduation or something, because, like, I think in the U.S., I think you still need some kind of volunteer experience or something like that, work experience or something like that, and maybe it was for Latinas, you know, helping, uh, maybe they needed to speak Spanish fluently and uh, be bilingual in, in Spanish and English and, you know, go to elderly homes where there's other latina ladies who only speak spanish and the whole goal is for them to like read books to them and like talk to them every week and like you know form relationships and give back to the community uh using their native language and learning about stories from elders and things like this um so it's like it goes both ways you know the elders are benefiting the A youthful population is benefiting in their own culture. Like, let's just say that's what that company was doing, that volunteer company, you know. Um, And I don't really know what they were doing, but let's just say that's what they were doing. Um, You know, you could build a whole, you know, site, like, trying to help them or promote them or whatever. Like, you could build, like, a whole you know niche around something if you know it's driving there's already natural like organic traffic right but um sometimes that's going to be the first thing is like if you have a niche that's kind of dead or a niche that isn't really like competitive like like I said like the shamisen instruments it's something that's like maybe not the most worldwide thing but also it's so niche that you know, you might actually luck out because you might have the only content out there. Um and so when people are looking for stuff, they can only find your stuff. And so that's one way to kind of, you know, get lucky with things is if you have like no competition but the need for the information is there, people will gravitate towards you. And then on the other hand, if you have too much competition but then there's just so many people that are searching you still might get a lot of traffic but then there's a lot of like in between situations where you just don't really know what's going to happen with the traffic situation um so that's kind of like a lot of background about um you know account optimization, seeding accounts, like, I don't have much to say about it. Like, basically, um, the whole goal for seeding the accounts was to have these three platform accounts with the same, pretty much the same name. Now, I didn't choose the same name exactly for all of them. I didn't choose projectaccount.com. I didn't choose project account for YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. For YouTube, I only checked, kept it as project account. For Instagram, I made it project account IG. For TikTok, I made it project account TikTok. Um, I put a logo for all of them, the same exact logo. And then in the back of my mind, you know, working with things that I'm familiar with, like blogs, landing pages for email capture or, um, you know, static websites of some kind, um, you know, podcasts as well, things like that, like, um, those are ideas in the back of my head that weren't mentioned, um, uh, in the instructions for the project that I'm doing, but, you know, for account optimization, I know that, you know, those are ways to get organic traffic as well, if you basically have a bunch of platforms everything's kind of linking back and forth to each other, right? So that was the first um, step was, you know, seeding the accounts uh, and then trying to get into account uh, optimization, which is basically um, trying every day for uh, with what they said a few days or five days five to seven days. Uh, so I did seven days of going on these accounts for at least five minutes every day. Um, and so, um, that's the first step of what I did. Um, and then I'll tell you the next step. Um, but the first step of what I did was literally just that, um, you know, seeding the accounts, making sure I was viewing content within the niche. So if it's if, you know, my idea is project dot com and my affiliate, you know, uh, link because this is all basically I maybe I didn't mention this, that it's in a pro- it's a project for affiliate marketing, so I've got an affiliate link, and, um, discount codes, and things like that, for this specific affiliate program, um, and let's just say that it's called, uh, you know, like, a project account link, I don't know, like, I'm trying to make this up on the fly, guys, uh, just as an example, um, and so, I feel like saying project account makes it confusing, but that's the easiest thing I can think of to say, Um, projectaccount.com. So, yeah. I think, I'm looking at my notes, I'm like, I think those are the only things that I was supposed to do for the first seven days was go on each platform of the accounts I opened and do nothing but engage with content within the niche of the affiliate program. So within the niche, if it's project account and the niche of what I'm trying to promote for the affiliate link is, uh, let's say, I don't know, science fair projects. <laughs> oh gosh, this is <laughs> This is not right. Um, But yeah, we're pretending here. Because I have to have have something to work with. Um, So affiliate uh, for science fair projects. And, you know, so basically that's my whole niche in this project. And the example of my project is a niche for science fair projects. Now, I don't know anything about science fair projects. I am not actually this project has nothing to do with that niche but I'm using it as an example cuz I need to talk about something. Um I don't want to use the exact example of what I'm doing because depending on how it turns out, you know, I don't really want comp- competition like that of people just exactly copying every single thing uh cuz you know how that goes. Um but basically Um, for account optimization, those are the first steps for the week. But then a lot of the stuff I was saying earlier in this episode is just kind of food for thought. Like, if you have experience with YouTube or blogging or Instagram or TikTok or websites or landing pages or podcasts or anything where there's the potential for someone to search for something and come across your page... Um, and especially when it's social media related as well. Um, if you have anything like that in your past history that you've dabbled with, you know, um, I would recommend, you know, thinking about what you did, what worked, going back on those pages, if you still have access to those platforms and things, seeing kind of what worked. Um, cause you can kind of develop small strategies off of that little kind of stuff. Like I mentioned, you know, there was that little picture, um, the little like, like link building, you know, is, is very powerful. Um, now I feel like there's a, there's, hmm, there's a difference between, you know, long game and short game. Kind of, um, you know, uh, social media projects, which is what I've noticed. Like, I, um, I have had some, some luck with, um, like the short game of just randomly you know, making money off of stuff. Um, Now, this is not what I'm talking about here, but I've never actually long-term, like, extended doing projects that make money online for a very long period of time and built it up, um, you know, from something fast. Like, I've never done, like, oh, like, I set up a website and then the next day it's already making money. Um... And then I can cash out the money like before the weekend, you know, like I've never done anything like that quick. Um, The the skills that I know and kind of the methods and strategies that I know are kind of like more honestly based on hobbies, Um, just kind of, you know, posting content and then just posting for fun and seeing where it goes and just doing what I want to do and then seeing like what are other people gravitating towards that I still want to do and then going further with that and taking that and running with it. Um, so, you know, for me, one thing about affiliate marketing that I feel like uh, people don't really explain um, is that and I and I don't want to say things to, like, discourage people to be like, oh, don't do it because it's not going to work. Because I don't really know, you know. Like I said, like, people can be shocked. Like, some random stuff works really good. And then sometimes you can have a strategy that might be, that might seem tried and true. And it doesn't work at all. And it's like, why does this not work versus that does work, you know. Sometimes it's really hard to tell. And so... One thing, you know, I've definitely noticed is that, you know, I think one of the most popular um, affiliate affiliate programs is ClickBank, ClickFunnels. Um, I think most people who are into those topics have heard about ClickBank and ClickFunnels. I feel like most people have heard about that. Um, and so with ClickBank, what happens is you know, you just register for an account, you know, just like you would for any other type of platform account, like, you know, name, birthday, I don't remember what, let's just say email, password, name, birthday, username, um, you know, maybe security password or something, I don't know, I don't remember, um, I haven't used ClickBank in a minute, but, you know, I used to follow all these videos, they were just like, oh yeah, like, affiliate marketing and like find the link and like freaking post it all over the place and people are gonna pay you and it's like maybe maybe they will and there is proof that that does work for some people but think about this think about this think about all the things that we were just now talking about that we were just talking about in this episode and kind of how it looks for traffic to kind of come your way. You know, the things that the algorithm considers, right? It considers niches, it considers routine posting schedules, it considers um, you know, link building, it considers, you know, is your account like kind of like a niche type of account? Like what are what are you engaging with through your accounts? Like if I'm on Instagram and my account is about um, you know, science fair projects. But when I go on that account, I'm looking at, you know, you know, laptop portable keyboards or something, you know, it's like that might not really match up exactly. Or if I'm looking at like pillows, like for the couch or something, uh, back support pillows and it's like a science fair project site you know it's like what am I searching what am I engaging with like what am I posting who am I following who am I adding whose content am I liking and engaging with um, who's engaging with my content and liking my content um, a lot of times when it's like you know routine posts um, with You know, a good thumbnail, a good title that's like catchy. Like I could have the best niche ever. Let's say that science fair projects, all of a sudden, that's the best way to make money. Is that there's science fair projects popping up all over the U.S. I mean, not that I know of, but let's just say that you know that becomes a new trend where you know there's there's science projects for adults and you know, science fair projects for all different ages and that just becomes so popular and people are making money winning science fairs or just participating in them. And if it becomes a money-making opportunity, people would be able to potentially post about something like that and make quite a bit of money off of it. And, you know, if that was the case, um, then, you know, I could probably write about, Anything science fair project related and it would probably get a lot of traffic. But if I have something that's like not even popular, you know, like pillow back support pillows for your couch or something that nobody cares about, like they might care about that. I don't know. But say if that's just something like nobody cares about like spaghetti strainers or like whatever, like, like, like particular, like it's kind of funny though because when I say different topics for niches is like, I could potentially see how somebody could make that work. But then it's like, some things just aren't really trending right now. You know, some things just people don't really care about it. Um, But sometimes people might care about it. So uh, but yeah, if you think about affiliate project, affiliate marketing and getting an affiliate link through ClickBank, and just promoting the link, it's like, It could work. You can make money. But the hard thing is if nobody wants the product, if it's a scammy product or a crap product or looks cheap, you know, it doesn't matter how much traffic you have to your site. It doesn't matter how many people view your videos. Nobody's clicking on your link and buying your stuff. You know, if I'm selling crap, nobody wants it anyways, you know. Um, or if they do want it, it's like, maybe you just had so much traffic that just the odds just worked out in that, you know, just because I have so much traffic, somebody bought, you know, there are a certain amount of people that are clicking and buying and I'm getting a commission. Um, and so, you know. Clickbank has a lot of different types of products, you know, people usually recommend fitness and health and beauty type of niches. But it's like if nobody knows that the product even exists, right? If this is like I don't know, like a like a Febreze bomb or something, like something you, you know, throw it in a room um I don't even know how this would work you pull a string and you throw it in the room and you stay out of the room close the doors and windows for an hour and then you come back in the ball the ball of Febreze is completely disintegrated it doesn't leave any residue or mess anywhere and your room is nicely scented and you can breathe and it's like friendly to your lungs Let's say this is the product, you know, that you're selling and it's like, if nobody's heard of it before, like of course Febreze is like a name brand type of product, but if it wasn't Febreze, if it was something that smells like Febreze, but it was just called like, like fresh, fresh puff or something, (laughs) if it's just called like fresh puff, and you just throw it in a bedroom or a bathroom or your kitchen like say you're having company coming over and you have animals or something and you're like I don't want my house to smell like pets and so whenever I have company I like throw this thing in a room or whatever and it's it's safe to breathe after an hour I can come back so let's say it would probably need a buffer like they say stay out of the room for an hour but like technically within 30 minutes you could still probably breathe because I think they probably would need like a buffer of time you know so that people aren't getting like so people aren't suing them basically for lung damage or whatever but I don't know it's late and I'm thinking of all kind of stupid things but um that's kind of like how I view it though I'm like if if somebody wants to do affiliate marketing the product that they're marketing has to be decent enough to market it can't just be some like crazy thing that's like useless and pointless and not worth the money cuz basically what the affiliate link is is you know you get a commission for somebody buying the product right so if my website, projectaccount.com is, you know, selling, um, an affiliate link that basically helps people sign up for science fair project, uh, tutors, uh, a tutor that basically helps you to, you know, develop a plan for your science fair product project and, you know get you um into a science fair um with a with a good chance of winning because now science fairs are so popular in this fictitious example that I've been creating like you know if i if i basically was promoting tutoring services right um for that niche, then basically what happens is you know I don't have to sign up for it. I don't have to sign up for you know project account dot com services um you know the science fair tutors maybe you know that's where they're coming from and um, it's already say it's say if it's already um, a site that exists, if projectaccount.com is a site that I didn't create, but it's basically the site that has the affiliate program that I say that I want to be a part of. I'm approved to be a part of that affiliate marketing program. They send me a link. Where I'm gonna promote my link, which basically drives traffic back to ProjectAccount.com, which is their site, where there are the tutoring services that people can buy off of their site for this popular niche of science fair projects, and people have the link, and they can click on the on my link, and if they purchase, you know, a tutoring service, I get. Let's make it an easy round number. I get $10 for every every person who buys uh, a tutoring service through my link. Now, let's say projectaccount.com that sells these tutoring services. Let's say that that website is... Because I know initially I said that that website... Maybe that's a, a static website or landing page that I set up myself or blog that I set up myself. But let's just make it easier that, um, that, you know, I don't know, you could call it whatever you want to call it, but let's just say that, you know, um, my, uh, individual, in my unique link, um, and my unique promo code for people who buy it, maybe they get, um, um, Let's make it fifty percent off maybe they get fifty percent off of a hundred dollars right if they use my link um and they use my you know discount code and so of course people would want that because of if, if it's a popular niche and the tutoring services are like like let's say that commonly tutoring services cost five hundred dollars and this tutoring service that I'm promoting is already way cheaper. It's five times cheaper if it's $100, right? Plus, I'm giving you $50 off of that. I'm giving you like, or maybe it's like, you know, a discount code that you get, what do you call it? I haven't heard this word in a while. Mail-in rebates. Remember mail-in rebates where you would buy something and then if you mailed in like a receipt or a form or like some little thing, then like within a month or two, they'd send you back some amount of money, um, which was usually worth it, but it's like you didn't get an immediate discount, you got the money returned to you in the future, so let's just say if you had, like, a $500 project that you went and bought at Best Buy, you would, you know, cut out the little back, you know, barcode or something, and put it in an envelope right on the back of that barcode, your um name and address and email address and write the account number on the front of the envelope with the barcode um that you're sending back in and then they send you back like $45 or something like that would be worth sending it back in $45 is quite a lot of money but if you had a mail in rebate for like 2 bucks or something like most times people probably wouldn't wouldn't remember to send that in right away and then a lot of these companies probably, you know, they had, like, a, a deadline of, like, you have to send it in within 30 days or 90 days or whatever, and so they kind of bank on people, like, forgetting to send it in or sending it in late so they don't have to pay people the money, and the person already spent the 500 bucks and they don't get $45 back because they didn't follow the instructions properly, and so, like back in the day, you know, people used to have that kind of thing. Um, and now, you know, we use like discount codes and stuff like that. Um, but sometimes it's almost the same idea. Like it's not like an immediate discount, like say if somebody signed up for this tutoring service, um, and like you get money back after you finish the certificate with the tutor or, you know, there might be some kind of catch. So it's like, you never really know. You never really know what you're getting into with like affiliate marketing and projects and you know different links and discount codes and stuff. Like you kind of have to know what you're selling to be able to promote it, but then also just to promote only that, like unless you're doing it through like a landing page or something, you know, usually you have to provide some kind of value through content. Usually that's what people do these days is they create content And it's kind of, like, within a similar niche, so that's why I was saying all these things earlier about, like, you know, creating, you know, a blog and a a landing page and then the YouTube channel and the TikTok and the Instagram and all these other social media platforms revolving around this, like... And if you're linking them all back to each other in all the descriptions, you have all the links for all your stuff, and if in every post you have all the links for all your stuff, including the discount code and your affiliate link, if people are naturally going towards your blog and reading it every day or every week, if people are naturally going to your YouTube channel because you post every day or every week, if people are naturally coming to your podcast because you post all the time, if people are just naturally coming towards your Sites, because you post all the time, you know, and especially if you're getting new, you know, people engaging with your content, you know, because people aren't going to keep buying it, right? Like, some things, once you've purchased it, you've purchased it. Like, if you're trying to win a science fair and you get one tutor for $100 with $50 off, you know, you're probably going to enter one science fair. Now, if somebody... If, if this was actually, like, a trending niche of, like, side hustles that people do is, like, joining science fairs, like, I, science fairs exist, and they're real, and they're cool, and I like them, you know? I'm really into research and science and stuff, but, you know, I don't think the general population is, like, flocking towards that kind of stuff. Like, you see more people now if they want work, you know, they're looking for stuff like, um... You know, Uber driving, like, you know, Uber delivery, Uber Eats, Grubhub, um, Amazon drivers, uh, work-from-home jobs, remote, like, data entry, customer service jobs. That's kind of what people are gravitating towards nowadays. Um, people aren't really, like, putting in back, the, all of that back-end work to not get, like, an immediate, you know, you know amount of cash back that they can you know, use for their expenses, you know, people want money now, they're not trying to make money, you know, after building, like, a whole device, or, you know, some kind of, you know, prototype thing, and going to a science fair, and, like, trying to win, you know, a single check, maybe, I mean, you could potentially get, like, a patent, and, you know, Um, be able to like create like an actual site um, create like an actual company off of something that you made I mean that happens all the time but you see what I mean it's like a lot of times this isn't going to happen within a week or a day like you know some things are going to take a lot more time you know so depending what you're promoting you know, if it's not like an impulse buy kind of thing, um, it might be a little difficult. And a lot of times affiliate programs, you want to make sure, you know, does the person have to clear like a certain amount of time? Like like, if a person's getting tutoring services um, and they buy my tutoring service, if I get one person to buy off my link, And they use my discount code because they're getting something in return. They're getting $50 off by using my discount code. And I'm getting money from them using my discount code. Or they're likely going to use my link because I'm giving them a discount code. And so, I mean, they could technically just go on the website themselves and not use the affiliate link that you've given them. Because these other websites already exist without your link. And so they could technically just go straight to whatever that is. So discount codes, promo codes, those types of things kind of help because it's like, well, I'm already here. I'm already with this link in front of my face. I can already click on the link because it's already right in front of my face. And then, oh, look, you know, they're doing me a solid by giving me this discount. So I'm probably going to use their link. Like it's very uncommon, I think, that people would think to go outside of that affiliate link that a creator, a content creator, is posting and providing value, valuable content already, and then it's like, oh, look, here's something that's related to what you're talking about. Kind of related, it doesn't have to be exactly related, but kind of related to what you're talking about. Um, like, if the niche is generally about, like, how to make money with science fair projects, um... Or how to make money with research and science in general, you know, or just about science and statistics and research design and things like that, you know. And then they're promoting this link for science fair tutors, you know, um, likely they're going to not just navigate off of what you're providing them and go somewhere else and just take your link and run off with it. Like, that's a potential that people could do. They could potentially just take your link and post somewhere else. You know, they don't have to um do what what you want them to do necessarily. Sorry, at least this this site cuts me off from rambling. Um but yeah, um people wouldn't usually just navigate away from a site like that. <clears throat> Sorry, at least from from your link like that uh and just go to the outside site that you're that your affiliate link is from and just post your promo code like you like people could do it that way but usually people don't do that um but I just want people to think, you know, when you're when you're doing affiliate product projects, affiliate marketing, these are the types of things that you know, I wish people would have talked more about. Um, and because it changes so much, like I mentioned, like, when I was doing, like, any type of stuff, like, ages ago, just for fun, you know, I was able to get organic traffic just by trying different things here and there, and, um, you know, some of it worked, and so I do know that, you know, when you're, hmm, I guess... The best thing to think about, in my opinion, is to focus on traffic. Traffic, knowing about what the algorithms need and think about traffic. Because a lot of times when you go on YouTube and watch videos about how to make money or how to do this, that, like anything that makes money, um, for the most part, if nobody knows that you exist... How are they going to come and click on your stuff and how are you going to make money, right? It's like, it's almost like, you know, you could have the best business idea on earth. But if you have a store that's like a brick and mortar traditional like shop and it's in the middle of nowhere and you don't advertise about it and nobody knows that you're there and you set up shop in the middle of somebody's farmland And God only knows where in the middle of the U.S., in the middle of like Amish country or something. And it's like nobody's going to know that you're there unless there's like word of mouth or just a lot of curiosity or you sell something that's very rare that people really need. Or, you know, there are ways that you would potentially get traffic just naturally. But a lot of times it's like unless you really have something that good or like a specific type of scenario that's so unique. Um, usually what you want to depend on instead of just you know, hitting a jackpot kind of situation is traffic. And if you can't drive traffic, then you're likely not gonna have people viewing your whatever you're posting. And if people aren't viewing what you're posting, then they're definitely not seeing your links. And they're definitely not clicking on the links if they're not seeing them. And they're definitely not using your links to buy the products because they're not coming across your links. And so the first thing you really want to think is I need people to see these links, you know, and not only do I need them to see them, but I need the links to be valuable. Right. I need them to be valuable. So if the link itself isn't already valuable you really have to have some very valuable content. And I'm not saying that, like, I wouldn't, you know, I would never recommend for someone to sign up for some kind of affiliate program, get your link to market, and have some crappy product that doesn't work, or that's dangerous, or unhelpful, or just crappy quality. Because, you know, that's business. Like, the way I think of it is, like, Would I want someone I know to come across this and purchase it and buy it? And would I be proud of the quality of the thing that they purchased? Like, how would I feel about their purchase? Um, How would I feel about, you know, if my friend from childhood came across my link uh, and they have a kid that is entering a science fair and really needed the help, you know, and really needed a tutor, you know, do I feel like those tutoring services that I'm promoting are worth it? You know, if I know that the tutors are flaky and they're not trained and it's some scammy program and I'm out there promoting it, you know, eventually those types of things get called out, you know. Um, and it's not worth trying to build something long-term And putting in all your hard energy, and effort into something that's crappy. Um, And sometimes you might not know that it's crappy because you might not have had or used the actual product. So a lot of times it does help to have familiarity with the product that you're promoting. Because if you know about the product you're promoting, you can actually promote it very well. And people can tell if you know what you're talking about. And, you know, people can tell what your experience is, is... what your experience is within that niche, um, but yeah, the first thing I would say is like you know, other than quality of product, um you need to think traffic, you know, um, so choosing things like domain names that have something to do with what you're promoting, um or even if they don't, you know, you don't want it to be so far off that like nobody knows. <laughs> Like, I'm, uh... Oh, man. I can't remember what... I had this website once that got so much traffic, but the name had nothing to do with what it was. And I can't remember what it was. It was something like... Like, I was just posting, like, random stuff. Like, I don't know. uh oh, I wish I remember what it was. It was something... It was a very short-term thing. It was like, um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. It was like social science stats or something like that. And, you know, I really wanted to geek out and be like, because I, you know, was, you know, my major was in the social sciences, and I was really into statistics and teaching people how to use statistics and, like, what I was learning in school and grad school and stuff. And I was really into like stats and research and, you know, I accidentally created like a popular, um, I don't know if it was a dot com. I think it had like some weird extension like dot nrx or something. I don't remember. It was like something, but I created a blog and I created a static website on WordPress with a blog through blogger or something. And it got quite a lot of traffic um, just from that topic. Um, I didn't post that many posts on that. I switched the topic out uh, from social science, statistics, research. I, I kept the name of the blog, the website, whatever it was. And I started talking about like some other thing that I got into, like some hobby that I just was into, like, let's just say it was, like, sport, some sport, like, soccer or something, I don't know what it was, but let's just say all of a sudden, social science stats became about soccer, and it's like, (laughs) this site was getting quite a bit of traffic, and it had nothing to do with, you know, social science stats or whatever, and I wish I kind of built that out, but it was kind of funny, because, like, you know, I chose a niche that I liked that I knew but then I was like man this is it got really tedious because I was like man like this is like you know I'm thinking about stats all day you know like but I could have built that out and made it into something decent and I didn't and I took it and I did some other random thing with it and all the people coming there I'm pretty sure were interested in like research and statistics and you know, stats and social sciences, maybe psychology, sociology, whatever it was. And I was over here posting about, like, like LA Galaxy soccer or something. Like, you know, like, I did post some some stuff early on that was, you know, on niche. But then after that, I just kind of went rogue and started just posting whatever. And so it's like, sometimes you can just look out and stumble across something that does very well, Um, and then other times it's like, like, you know, you want it, you really want it to kind of all match, ideally. But the reason why I'm saying all these other random things is you can kind of randomly make stuff work. It's just trying to create a strategy around randomness is pretty difficult. It's like, I can drive random traffic to my site and have like a really interesting product about the Los Angeles Galaxy MLS team, and all my traffic is coming from, like, people interested in research and statistics, you know? Maybe that would work. Like, but maybe my statistics has nothing to do with soccer. And so it's like, I don't know. Like, but you could have something like that, where it's like you drive traffic from some random place, and it might work. But I don't know, I don't know, guys. I wouldn't really bank on it, but sometimes it's just fun to play with ideas um I think I think what I used to use back then, I think I've talked about it before, but I think what I used to use was zero 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 web host, and you could get a free domain name, but it wasn't a dot com it was like some weird like. Thing that nobody would think to search, like if I had like social science stats m two or something, it's like what? Like nobody knows what that is, but like yeah, like other sites like Blogger and you know, YouTube and you know Instagram, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Like you just get traffic just because you get traffic cuz people are searching for your stuff. So yeah, you want the niche to kind of make sense for people to be able to kind of think of the topic and maybe potentially they would have searched it just organically in Google and if you're ranking, you know, your site would come up or if people search it and it's like common names like I like I used social science stats apparently that was very a very popular term that people were searching and I didn't really know I was just playing around because I was into into statistics so I did drive some traffic early and then I went from there and just kind of just randomly did some completely different thing um but it was just kind of funny how that worked because I was like man like that's one of the most I did some random stuff like that was one of the most random things I did a lot of random things and so that's why I'm like, I can't say random stuff doesn't work, but it's like, you know, try to keep that going for years. It might not make sense. Like, have you ever gone on a website where you're like, why did they even name it this? You know, where you're like, what on earth were they thinking? Like what, you know, or like sometimes when you're on like YouTube, like I tend to do this. I subscribe to a bunch of, um, you know, topics that I'm interested in. And then I can't remember what the topic is. Like, I remember the other day, I was trying to remember the name of the YouTuber. It was maybe like a month ago now. I was trying to remember the name of this YouTuber that created a lot of good content about techie stuff, about, you know, um, I don't remember what, like, um, not hacking in a way, like kinda of more like internet security, but like early stages of it. Like I think he worked in like some kind of internet security type of role or computer security type of role. And he was basically teaching, like on a whiteboard or something like that. And I could not remember this guy's name for the life of me. And it took maybe like two days. Um, it just came to me once. I remember he wore orange shirts And I typed everything. I was like orange shirt tech tech guy, like tech, like hacker, like topics that he would talk about. And I was just like, I can't find his name anywhere. And his name is Eli, the computer guy. But it's like that didn't come to my mind. And I've been following him for like years, but I stopped. I probably hadn't watched any of his videos for like five, seven years or something like that. And then all of a sudden I wanted to watch something that he had spoken about and then I was like, dude, like, what is his name, <laughs> you know? And that's not a bad name. Eli the computer guy isn't a bad name, but it's like, I couldn't remember, like, what what his channel was called, you know? But his topics were really cool. Like, I, I, I appreciate that guy. But it's stuff like that, like, you know, sometimes you just can't remember the name of something, even though it's really good content. It's like, like, his is kind of on point, But I couldn't remember his name, and so because I couldn't remember his name, like, his name, Eli, I couldn't, like, I remember what he looked like, he was, like, bald, he had, like, facial hair, he wore orange a lot, he would write on a whiteboard a lot, um, I remember kind of things about him, um, but oh my gosh, you know, um, yeah, like, if people can't remember, you know, your handle, you know, it's going to be kind of hard, you know, to get traffic. Now a lot of people do use their name or something like that. So it's like sometimes your name can be helpful cuz people might just remember you like I remember I used to follow Chris Perillo. Um I forgot what his, what the what his channel name used to be. It used to be something like um uh TLDR was he too long didn't read I think he had TLD something like a blog about like it was like TLDR or something like that um I don't know if that was him who made it or he just talked about it a lot but I think that was his blog was like TLDR and then I think it was like some geek geek something geek something with the word geek in it like computer geek or something I can't remember but and then like you know, his, he's branded as Chris Perillo, and I think now he's just Chris Perillo, but, um, yeah, I remember way back just being like, what, like, like I couldn't remember, like, his handles um, until I started watching his stuff all the time, but he used to post a lot, and I used to watch his videos all the time, and so, yeah, thinking about the title, you know, that, you know, thinking about Not the title, but, you know, the niche and the actual name and then the titles of what you post and the thumbnails of what you post and, you know, how you build links and how you drive traffic. You know, the initial steps that are recommended are seeding accounts, you know, opening the accounts for those sites and posting on them well sorry sorry not posting on them initially and just engaging with whatever niche you're going to be engaging with because that would naturally make it so that you know now your site is naturally driving driving traffic towards you recommending that's not worded correctly now those uh social media platforms are now driving, you know, recommending topics for you within your niche. Now, I don't know if that always matters, that the content that you're engaging with should be, be, you know, the content that you have as your niche that might or might not be related. I really don't know. I haven't looked that up yet, but that is something to maybe consider I could see how that would be beneficial, um, so if you're trying to post stuff about, um, how to make money, you know, things about finance, things about, um, you know, trending topics and, like, side hustles and things like that, um, and then this whole science for a project thing, if that's what you're promoting as the fictitious example, then it's, like, you know... The topics that you look up and the po- topics that you're posting are kind of similar, um, to that niche, um, because you could always have your own personal accounts. I mean, a lot of these platforms you can make a lot of accounts. Um, now you want to be careful. I did run into an issue, I think, with Instagram. Um, and what's recommended is when you're seeding these accounts you don't have a vpn turned on um but for inst for the instagram um i had to like the first day it didn't it didn't work i couldn't get it to work because i guess i had other instagram accounts and so it wouldn't let me actually create the account but then i went through vpn to create like I turned on my VPN and then um you know still kept it in the US and then made a an Instagram account that way um uh, and it ended up working for me and it was giving me this error message I don't remember what it was off the top of my head I don't have my laptop in front of me but I wrote it on my I I copied and pasted it on my laptop um hmm, something about like it was an error message about um some proxy server thing um basically i think it has to do with your ip address and having a too many accounts connected to that specific ip am i wrong i i might be wrong about that but that's what i thought i read and I couldn't get support around it. And so basically, I just turned on the VPN and created the account and it worked. It worked for like a week. I don't know if it's still working. Um, It seemed like it was a little glitchy today, but I think it's working. But when I refreshed, it was saying it couldn't find the account. But then I was able to actually play... Certain content on there because I'm only, you know, I'm still seeding the account. I'm like, uh, yesterday was my last day of seeding the accounts for the one week period, and so that's kind of what I've been learning about, what I've been doing on this project. Um, and then in the back end, kind of creating uh, content not a lot of content because I've been job searching more but I'm I need a schedule to maybe create content initially I had a plan around it and I was like I don't know if I can do that much content um and risk taking away time from some other stuff that I needed to be doing but I'm going to talk more about that um probably in the next um, episode, uh, that talks about this topic because, you know, I'm having fun with it, but yeah, um, all this is, like, the background of the pro- the project is, like, the foundation setting things up, uh, like, I did mention stuff that they didn't really mention was, like, logos, and, you know, they did say, they did recommend creating, all new accounts um and not working with accounts that you already have um just for you know data purposes uh because if you weren't like say for example if you had a YouTube channel and you weren't posting um and then all of a sudden you start posting like that that um triggers the algorithm in a different way than if you have a a brand new account that's a duly seated account. Um, and I guess the account optimization works differently for new accounts versus like an old account that maybe you didn't use. But I'm using an old account for my YouTube channel, uh, using an old account that I didn't really use uh, because I liked the name and I didn't have the other social media platform set up yet. And so I just set up other social media platforms around it because I like the name. I like the logo. It was on target with the niche that I was already uh, going to create content around. And I was like, you know, I don't want to create a new YouTube channel. Um, and so I just kept it at that. But um, that's about as far as I got. And um, well... I do have a little more to add, but not a lot of experience uh, to add to it. So I'm going to keep recording uh, in another episode. Um, This one's already going to be almost 90 minutes. Um, But this is what happens. I can't sleep, so I'm just up recording. Um, I just figured well, might as well get out the recordings that I wanted to do yesterday. Um, But yeah, with that, thanks for listening you mm-hmm.